Brad, can you guys please like rip out the nucks that are in here and instead install full computers with 1080 Ti's and um, Core i9's? Are they? You're full of it. You're so full of it, Brad. Brad! Now, I'm going to turn your mic up, mate, so people can actually hear you have a rant. Why? You are you are appearing on the country's number one podcast right now. Is it? Well, for gaming. For gaming. Yeah. If, if you break down the minor, minor subcategories, we're all number one in something, Pete. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. <laughs> do you want to know? Turn what, his mic off now, please. What do, you, what, do you, <laughs> what do you number one in life, just individually? What if, are, you, if you had to break down um, every little subroute subcategory ever mm. you could be number one in a particular in some, field in something isn't so it? With Dan, you what, you're number one in my technique i'll give like, you a tip right i'm now. number <laughs> one in uh i'm number one in like 20 degree backslant talking into mike mike fives well at this point in time four. there might be somebody else the right moment. now doing the exact same thing but it's better than you <laughs> they might have a better slant well, it would have to be a parallel universe me. Well, I was, lis- I was listening slightly, to a podcast. Now, now I'm extra competitive. I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, one of his latest with Brian, Brian Cox, Cox, Dr. Brian Cox. Yeah. And he was talking about multiple universes. He's talking and about how space is flat. Yeah, it? it's flat in it. It's not and in it. He, you know, it's if you look at this table, this table's flat. It's a lot like space. That's probably like space. Like, but a little if bit. you take a slice of it. And there's a hole in there, like a black hole. Yeah, right. That's where we put the cables through. <laughs> yeah, right. Got you through. 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 Um, through. Yeah, good. Yeah, anyway. What are you doing in here? Well, you asked me about 1080 Ti's, and I'm telling you, it's not feasible. Why is it not feasible? Because it's not because it's a cost thing? Because you don't need a 1080 Ti t- to Google. Okay, uh, you know what? And the government said, <laughs> we don't need fiber to the premises for <laughs> so, people's internet to uh, work properly. Yeah. And now look what's happened. So, it's going to cost them double. That's what you guys should be. You should be taking that on board how often in here you... and using it as a template. But how often do new graphics cards come out? Enough. Well, that's what I mean. So we upgrade to a 1080 Ti, and by the time you need it, you'll actually need the 2080. I need a 1080 Ti every day. You, yep. have, you guys have no idea. I need a 1080 Ti in my studio. What game are you running, Max, on Armour 3? What about CapEx? Ev- CapEx? Capital expenditure. We'll, we'll, we'll consider it, Pete. If I talk to the boss, you know what? I wonder if I gave her a call, Dan, if she would even know what a 1080 <laughs> Ti is. <laughs> no I can tell you right now, that's a flat zero. Like, no no chance. She would not know. 1080 Ti. It sounds like a Porsche. We've She'd probably <laughs> relate to that. <laughs> no, you can't have a Porsche, You Pete. can't have a Porsche, Pete. Um, should we get you on with it? need a Porsche in the studio. What are you actually doing in the studio? I'm fixing, Brad's, uh, Brad's one um, of our techs. That's all right. I'm fixing um, uh, a DI for an instrument input for the premiere show that comes out of the oh, studio what? in the, the morning. The show. You're talking premier about show. breakfast, not the, the big Matt. show. Yeah. <laughs> Matt in the morning. Uh, hey, um, shall we get on with it? Yeah, yeah we shall. Go back to what you're doing. Bye, Brad. And get me a 1080 Ti, Dan. So, hey, bud. Hi. You know, if you the way you know the way that we're holding these, if you hold, hold your yeah, hold it there. Yeah. Right. You can't see each other. No, That's no, great. you look like Batman. Because uh, all I can see is your chin, and there's a little bit of a double chin. I'm Batman. These, uh, are, these aren't hockey pads. That's it. So, um. Okay, go on. An old couple are celebrating 50 years of marriage, oh, and they beautiful. go to a, a little, you know, exclusive little cabin to celebrate the weekend mm. and they get to the cabin and the old woman says to the old man, make yourself comfortable. I'm going to go on to sleep in something a bit more comfortable. Okay. So she goes into the bathroom 
And about five minutes later, she comes out wearing a robe and she immediately throws it off and goes, super pussy. And he goes, I'll have the soup, thanks. Welcome to the Game on Australia podcast, episode 112. Bloody, I can't even think something that rhymes 112, so just say you bloody beauty. You bloody beauty. It is, uh, as we record this in a beautiful sunny day in Perth, Thursday the 31st of January, a lovely day for gaming yet again, but tell me a day that isn't. Um, hey, coming up in this week's podcast, top three things on the way. Mortal Kombat 11, the community has spoken. They have. Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. Fallout 76, they've released a new patch, which apparently has reintroduced all of the bugs that they were trying to get rid of. <laughs> you nuggets. It sounds like, are Facebook working for, well, I you don't know? know. Um, Anthem. This past weekend, Anthem released its demo yep. ahead of its release in February. Yep. We're going to get the historian, historian on. The historian. We do need some, we needed some kind of audio trigger, Pete. Yep. Who's got the deepest voice that we know to go with the historian? Dennis Cometti. Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boom. Boom. You speak of good weather for gaming, Peter. Mm. By the way, hello, Pete. Hello, Dan. Hello. Hello. A uh, special shout out to my brother, Hans Bricks 29 yeah. who's over in uh, a place oh, called Bettendorf. The cold snap. He's in Bettendorf, about two hours out of Chicago. Mm. And we joke about anywhere there's good weather for gaming, but he's living the dream right now. He's going through a polar vortex, minus 26 degrees Celsius, if Jeez, you don't mind. Man, they, nice. get, they get alerts mm. on their phones. Mm. Warnings saying, do not go outside for warning of frostbite to exposed air. Well, that's nuts. So you go out for five minutes and I read some comment where a doctor was saying, you know, a guy takes his dog for a walk for 10 minutes, comes back, he's got frostbites on it, frostbite on his ear. Jesus. That's how cold it is, right? So they're advising to stay inside. Now, if that's not the dream for a gamer, yeah, I don't know well, what the yeah. hell is. What are you doing gaming for? Well, I can't go outside. Yeah, good point. Yep, you in. Oh, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah. um, hey, my name is Pete. My name's Dan Internet. For the next hour, we're going to bang on about games because we bloody love gaming, Dan. And Pete, what else do we bloody love? Oh, oh bloody, bloody gaming! Um, check out all the latest stuff going on at GameOnOz.com and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast if you enjoy what you hear. Let's keep on building this community so our fabulous partners and the people that we speak to across the industry will keep loving us and keep sending us shit to give to you. Yes, um, correct. That would be absolutely lovely. Hey, uh, forgot to mention as well, coming up in this podcast at the top there, that we're going to be talking to Ryan Lappin, as in one half of Jaden Ryan, as in 90s absolute golden great TV show. Oh my God, you launched my childhood. Thank you for getting me through puberty. Uh, cheese TV, yeah. right? In this podcast, you're going to hear the full chat. And, and there's a reason why I'm not involved in this chat because I had no idea who you talk, you talk about. No idea who he <laughs> but is. But I am 10 years older than Well, I'm, I'm, I'm 14. I'm 33. You're oh, I'm 13 years older than you. 13 years. Are you 46? This year, yes. Shit, 
on the side of me. Oh, babe, mate. I'm Did st- you just st- call me babe? No, I said mate. It sounded like you a- called me babe. All right, babe. <laughs> I'm still a gamer, man. I'm gaming. That's at- true. I'm living. I'm. I am the true. epitome of what you aspire yeah. to, Peter. Yeah, I, you really are. I am. You genuinely are. Because if you're 46, if anyone listening is 46, I'm probably the oddest person involved in this uh, broadcast medium of us broadcasting. Someone listening. Yeah. I'm yeah. probably the oddest person involved. Yep. And you can all aspire to be me, forty six, and still gaming like a mayfair. When we get the historian on after a little bit later on, we'll talk to him about how old he is because I think he's he's not forty six. He's not forty six, but I, I don't know how close he is to that age. Oh, well, let's, let's find out. Let's have a guess. We'll a have a guess. What do you guess? Thirty seven. Thirty seven. Mm. I am going to go with. I'm going to go with thirty nine. Okay. I'm rolling with thirty nine. All right. Well played. Yeah. Well played. Well, we'll we'll find out. <laughs> Hey, um, oh, guys, I'm 21. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the top three things gamers need to hear this week. <laughs> this is probably, it, it, oh my God. The greatest news in a long time. I mean, seriously, how bloody good is it? Um, Again, the gaming community, Pete. They have spoken. Doing what gaming community does, which is awesome stuff. Yeah, well, uh, sometimes the gaming community just bitches and whinges too much. Yeah, well, that's true. But in this case, yes, awesome stuff. Yeah. Um... <laughs> dooby, dooby, doo, where are you? We got some work to do now. Scooby, dooby, doo, where are you? We need some help from you now. Come on, Scooby, doo. All right, fight down. Have you had enough? Yeah, I've had enough. Oh, okay, fair enough. That's very. That was. Was that sixties or seventies? Oh no, era. this no, this one, this one's. Uh, that's the theme from like 90s, the cartoon. 90s. Oh, nineties. Yeah, nineties. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, it's funny, you know, the '90s doesn't seem that long ago, but when you hear stuff and see stuff from the '90s, it's long, yeah. it feels that long ago. Like yeah. the other day, they were playing the demolition derby between the West Coast Eagles and the Oh yeah, Dockers, yeah, that was where they 2000s. just they just punched on 2000s. with each other. Two thousands, right? But you look at yeah. you look at the stuff that is in there, the way that they do all the graphics, yeah. um, the graininess of the television coverage. Uh, how young Dennis Kamini sounds. It's still four by three, right? Yeah, Not yeah, yeah by exactly. Nine, yes, so, it was yeah. still four by yeah, three. Yeah. And also, you know, even the little things like um, the graphics they use for the scoreboard. Yeah, like it, like so it lame. just. Oh my god! Name. But at the, at the time, it, it was like, <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, oh this is god. the greatest thing ever. Um, it, well, again, that's gaming, though, isn't it? It is gaming. It's you know, so gaming. like um, it's like gaming. Yes. You know, I, I, I've always said this, and back on about being an old bastard, but um, I'm lucky in that I've been blown away over multiple times in my life through mm. gaming by graphics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I've grown up from Space Invaders. Space Invaders. You know, and that was, and you look at it now, it's like, oh, that's really, I mean, that game Adventure on the Atari 2600, you're a little square. Yeah, I know what you mean. Walking around castles. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. lamest thing in the world. But yeah, back at the time, I was yeah. like, oh my God, this is, yeah, I'm a square. Yeah. I'm moving. Yeah. Right, the square. Cool. I think I played, what did I play the other day? I played, two weeks ago, I played Jill of the Jungle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's shit game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. Right. But at the time, oh my God. And you know, I had a moment there. I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. Yeah. That like, moment lasts for five seconds. So, yeah, that's right. Um, hey, uh, oh, I just got a Facebook message from Chris O. Yeah. He's saying, can we push the call back? Because the boss is in and the boss is his dad. Oh. <laughs> He's at work at the moment. The historian. <laughs> Has but, got a dad. Yes. But <laughs> daddy boss. said he can't call. Yes. Um, oh, he's on the warpath. Okay, cool. Yeah, no worries. Uh, we'll put the call in a little bit later. Yeah. I'll tape that to him. Anyway, the reason why we're playing um, Scooby-Doo 
the theme song is because the community has come together in a groundswell of support and created a petition. They want Shaggy from Scooby-Doo to be in Mortal Kombat 11. 11. Now, it's hit a milestone. This is one of the latest stories. Uh, it's uh, on a website called cbr.com. And it says, The petition for Scooby-Doo character Shaggy Rogers to be added as a DLC character to the upcoming Mortal Kombat 11 has hit a major milestone, achieving well over 100,000 signatures in just over 24 hours. Oh. Shaggy's sudden resurgence in popularity initially started as a meme that depicted Shaggy as a godlike fighter, mimicking the powers of characters from franchises like Dragon Ball Z. That snowballed into something bigger as fans of the Mortal Kombat property decided that Shaggy belonged in the violent, gory video game. <laughs> With Shaggy memes going viral all over the internet, a change.org petition caught fire with fans who were intent on having Shaggy added to the fighting game's roster as a guest character. While it might seem like an odd pairing, unlikely guest stars like The Predator and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have made appearances in recent NetherRealm Studios games like Mortal Kombat X and Injustice 2. In fact, it even garnered tongue-in-cheek responses from NetherRealm Studios creative director and Mortal Kombat co-creator Ed Boon, as well as the man who played Shaggy on the big screen, Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard actually tweeted, right, the godlike image of Shaggy that's been going all over the place. Yep. Um, and just with a, with a caption that says, you have done well, my child, zoink. <laughs> uh, obviously, zoink is one of his, his catch cries. Yeah, yeah. Uh, zoink! Zoink! Yeah, that's right. Um... It's it's wicked. It is so cool. I just brought up the petition now. What was the target, Pete? Uh, look, they want to get to 300,000. Yeah. So that story that I'm reading was Jan 28. It's Jan 31. So on the 31st of January, that petition has 240,618 signatures. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. God, you've got to think it's it's got to be on its way. I mean, for me, if 240,000 people yeah. have gone to the trouble of signing this petition to get Shaggy. Yeah. That is, in my opinion, 240,000 guaranteed purchases yeah, of the game, much, if not yeah. the DLC. Yeah, yeah, correct. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Now, Absolutely. of course, like the, for a game like Mortal Kombat, which is so steeped in tradition in the gaming community, particularly in the fighting community, oh, yeah, you definitely. know, they're going to crack that number anyway, regardless. But at the same time, there is a, there is, it's like, that is, it's guaranteed that you're going to get, you know, at least that many sales. I guess it comes down to, um, who owns the properties to Shaggy. Who owns the rights. Yeah. Because. Yeah, and whether or not they want to let it, it, Shaggy appear in, you know, does it fit with their brand? All like that stuff, a, right? I think it's the Cartoon Network who now actually owns. They probably do. Because the it was, rights was it originally it. Hanna-Barbera? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you wonder whether. And, and what plans they've got for Scooby-Doo. I mean, mm. you know, who knows? All these franchises end up making it. I'm still waiting for the return of He-Man, to be quite honest. Why yeah, isn't He-Man? He-Man would be cool. Why isn't He-Man in the Mortal Kombat 11? <laughs> I don't know. Because I bloody loved He-Man. You know, if if the Cartoon Network doesn't want him partaking in really gory stuff like ripping intestines out of somebody or whatnot, I propose... I, this has only just come to me. I propose a compromise, right? Yeah. Let him appear. But do you remember the original Mortal Kombat games that appeared on, you know, like the um, Mega Drive yeah, and yeah, SNES yeah, and all that yeah, sort of yeah, stuff? Yeah. Where when you did something special, right, a little guy would appear down the bottom right hand of the screen. Yeah. Like just his face would appear, pop up, and he'd go, whoopsie, right? Can Shaggy be that person now? You know what I mean? Like yeah, he, like great he, idea. he'd be whoopsie, like but yeah, it, yeah. it would no, be zoink. Shaggy or zoink, zoink, yeah. zoink. Yeah. like that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. You know, maybe his catch cries because I can understand why a company like the Cartoon Network would be averse to seeing one of their 
mainstay characters from one of their huge franchises ripping the skull open of Scorpion and ripping his brain out. You know what I mean? Peter, this is why for all the gaming companies, and I know they, I know they all listen to us because we are the number one gaming podcast in the country. Could not agree more. Why? This is why they need to approach us and say, hey guys, here's 250 grand each a year just to be our creative consultants, fly yeah, yeah, us all yeah. over the world, yeah. get us in the meetings. Yeah. That, that kind of goal that you just came, that came out of your mouth, that, you. that, that palpable goal, Blah. Blah, is the kind of stuff they need to be thinking about. I, I completely agree. And I, think, <laughs> I know you do. I, think it's, I, <laughs> I think know you're on board too. I think it's worth $300,000, <laughs> yeah. not two hundred and fifty grand each. I wasn't being greedy. 300000 grand each. Okay. <laughs> yes. um, so, yeah. No, so, you know. It's, it's a great idea. I mean. It's a um, great idea. Again, it, yeah, it comes down to their vision for characters. I mean, that's originally a uh, kid's you know, um, cartoon, which I wouldn't imagine. Yeah. But in, in the, probably the spirit that Shaggy was created, then envisage him ripping out, um, you know, Sub-Zero's bloody Sub-Zero intestines or, you know, whatever, or, yeah, or yeah. you know, that kind yep. of stuff. So yep. we'll see, but I love the, you know, the thing is, I think, um, a lot of kids who would probably get offended by Shaggy doing that wouldn't see that because most kids wouldn't play this game. And it's just the older kids like us, or you particularly, and uh, the listeners of this podcast who um, would get the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in the end, it's a joke, right? It's yeah. Shaggy doing something you'd never imagine. Now, get Daphne or bloody Wilmer into it. Burn him. Oh, man. Yeah. Or Fred. <laughs> Bit of Fred action. That'd be pretty bloody good. <laughs> I would like to see, you know, it'd be good to see Scooby-Doo doing something. Like, if they're going to bring Shaggy and Scooby-Doo definitely has to be a part of it in some way. Oh, yeah. Maybe he's part of, like, if they if they were to go, nah, go for it. You know, creative license. Enjoy yourselves. Maybe he's part of the, um, maybe he's part of the, like, one of his fatalities, right? And what he does is he, he does something where he, I don't know, he turns his enemy into a box of sc- Scooby snacks <laughs> and Scooby comes along and just and eats them. Eats them. You know what I mean? Oh, what a great well, hello, gaming companies. Are you hello, listening to? Hello, are you listening? And and if they get, you know, what, uh, even if one of the um, uh, a bloke comes up and goes and pulls his mask off, and it's the uh, owner of the amusement park. Yeah. he's an old bloke, and he says, "I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for your pesky kids." <laughs> what a great <laughs> idea! What a great yeah, idea! Um, oh, geez, you're welcome. You are welcome. You're so bloody welcome. <laughs> Um, so I'm just going through, what do we got here? These are the top 10 Mortal Kombat guest appearances. Uh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to hear this. Oh, no, wait a minute. I don't think this is guest appearances in terms of. Well, I'm going to put it out there. Hey man, or Skeletor. Get the, get Skeletor in to do it. Yes. Yeah. Skeletor would be wicked. Be wicked, man. Yeah. I, I swear you can have both of them in the game. Why not? Who would you go? Who, who, um, who would you, who, what's a dream guest appearance for you? Dream guest for appearance. For Mortal Kombat. I know I put you on the spot here. No, no, that's fine. Um, it's got to be somebody who is not the norm. Like for me, the the appeal of Shaggy being he, in it is it is that one hundred percent. He's not, you know, he's, he's not, not he, someone who's a fighter. He's not like it would be really interesting as a player of the game to get that DLC yep. to see how they went about. You know, what does his fighting style look like? What are some of his special moves? Yep. What are his fatalities? Like that's that to me is so because if you go for somebody like her, because instantly my mind went to Goku from Dragon Ball Z oh, yeah, yeah. because I'm such a huge fan. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I don't think I would want that because it would be too easy and too predictable. Like you know, his like his fatality would be like a spirit bomb or something like mm. that. He'd go Super Saiyan and drop a spirit bomb. You know, like I don't, I don't want that. I want something more interesting. So 
You know, it'd be cool. What? Someone like President Trump. Yeah. Because you wouldn't pick him. Yeah, you wouldn't. You'd you'd play against him. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. (laughs) Make America turn. Jeez, I don't know. Far out. That's a great question. That is a rock solid question. Why don't we put it to Facebook? We can put it to our Facebook community. Yeah, ultimate guest appearance on Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat yeah. 11. Yeah. And let's see what answers we get. Yeah, what we'll we get back. What do you next week? Would you like to see someone out of a... Um, you know who I want? I'd really like to see someone left of center that might not be allowed. Right. So maybe someone from a, yeah, this, like this a is, story um, mode. Maybe like, a, you know what would be cool? Seeing Super Mario. <laughs> no, you know why? Because Super Mario is always such a, like a, he's always such a lovable character. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he is a, but one of the coolest things that I have seen when it comes to um, like community doing their take on Super Mario is when they turn him into a bit of a badass, <laughs> you know, like, you know, he's yeah. a bit, he's a bit more of a, because in real life, like the shit that that poor bastard goes through, yeah. his missus gets captured by a bloody dinosaur. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. the shit that that poor bastard yeah. goes through. Yeah. And right? he's so you nice would, about it. He's so nice about it. You would be ropeable. <laughs> you would. Oh. Absolutely <laughs> right. So it would be cool to see that, like a Mortal Kombat take on such a nice character like yeah. Super Mario. Yeah, we've all got um, a dark side. Yeah, we've all got a dark side. You know what's Toad's dark side? You know what I mean? Like that. Mm. Why? What's Donkey Kong's dark side? <laughs> like I, I want to see that sort of stuff. You know, is his fatality? Do they? Do, does he drop a ton of bananas on them? <laughs> You know, like I, like yeah, I think that, that would be peel interesting. Does he like a banana? Does he pe- oh, great idea! And you see this gross, you know, and just the inside of them, <laughs> yes. yeah. Or maybe the inside of them, they are a banana. You don't know, you know, like well, maybe. yeah. That is that is All a right. bloody wicked idea. We'll put it on Facebook and we'll report it next week and yep. have a big chat about it. I have a feeling this is going to pop up throughout the podcast as things sort of come to you, yeah, of come course. to your mind. Yeah, you know well, what I mean? Keeping on. I do love the idea of cross pollination of. Different franchises. Well, we've seen it in movies, yeah. haven't we? Yep. Um, you know, I grew up in an era where you wouldn't dare seeing Batman and Superman in a film together. Yeah, absolutely. And now we've had a few, yeah. right? So, yep. um, it's that kind of, and you know, even with the um, uh, what did we see this year? Last year, kind of mental blank. The, oh, what are you talking about? The Marvel Cinematic yes, Universe? Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, yeah, like you're talking about the latest Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yep. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, hurry up, Endgame. By the way, hurry yeah. up. But that's the kind of stuff that we probably will see more in gaming, I guess. I mean, what's, again, it comes down to these companies, these uh, probably run by middle-aged men, my age and Mm. a bit older Mm. who don't have the vision about, well, I could, I could grant you Shaggy and all of a sudden I've got, you know, exposure to a new audience. Yeah. 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 And it might create an interest in in Scooby-Doo again and it might create, you know, more money, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's driven by money. I think the beauty about the way the world is now with this sort of pop culture stuff and you know, something like the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the way that they went, you know what, we're actually, we're going to put all these guys in a, in a movie together yeah. and we're going to do the process right and build it over a number of years. Yes. And then in, in our, in eight or nine years down the track after we've launched the first Iron Man movie and it was a success, we're going to throw them all together and we're not going to, we're going to do it as if people have been following the story and see what happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because in a movie like that, you'd, 
like if it was just to come out of nowhere, mm. then generally you have to go about the process of bloody introducing characters and their storylines and who are they and all, and you get bogged down in that shit so you can't enjoy the movie. Yeah. Whereas the the way the Marvel Cinematic do it did it really well was that all of the origin stories of the guys who came together were already explained yeah, and you knew the characters. You know? yeah. But also there's something to be said for the fact that um the 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 nerd or geek alliance, the community that yeah. we are, right? There's a lot of us and we are vocal and we pay. You know what I mean? Like there's, you know, we there's there's enough of us out there to keep these companies afloat. And if anything, we actually bring people on the fringes into yeah. our world. Well, and we and you gotta remember too, and again, Pete, this is the benefit of my me, me being an old bastard. But um, you know, we are now in an age where we're not dictated to by um, TV stations and radio stations and newspapers feeding us information when it's suitable to them. We can now go online. Yep. Look at Game of Thrones. I mean, look how big that's become. Yes. Probably the biggest TV show in the world, Yep. I would say, despite only coming out, you know, on average once every year and a half. Well, it was like well, on it was once every year. And then now, you know, we have to it's wait two gonna, years. Yeah, We've yeah, had to wait right? two years for the but, final installment. But um, momentum and uh, hype has not, Cease around that show because there's we've got the internet for people to theorize and go off and tangents and um you know that's that's helping to build that culture yeah around that that show so same with these kind of um uh characters and you know if they cross pollinate then they're just introducing different audiences to each other mm. through the medium of the internet particularly because you know you go on forums and whatever else and talk about the fact that Iron Man's now with Black Panther who's with you know whoever else from Marvel. It's, yep. it's, it's amazing. So yeah, huge, absolutely mm. huge. All right, well, let's um, do that. And let's report next week. <clears throat> We've been banging on about that for 28 minutes. Boom. <laughs> Is that enough padding for Chris yet or not? Go no, no, he's got to be on at midday. Oh, okay. Uh, so we'll call him a little bit later cool. on. Hey, um, number two, number two, the latest fallout 76 patch reintroduced several bugs. What the, f what are you doing? <laughs> Bethesda, what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, Fallout 76's desperate survivors cannot catch a break, unfortunately. The last patch, along with containing nerfs, fixes, and a cap on carry weight, reintroduced several bugs that the residents of digital West Virginia thought they were finally done with. The returning issues include heavy bobby pins. That should explain why you might log in and find yourself unexpectedly over-encumbered. Yes, that is something that I found out the other day when I decided to log in and thought, what the f Why? What's going on here? <laughs> As well as the item duplication bug originally fixed by Fallout 76's last patch of 2018. At the top of the Fallout 76 subreddit, GX-KID's post highlights some of the issues. And while Bethesda has yet to respond to it, a Bethesda community manager has replied to others, saying that the devs have been made aware of the issues. Despite the laundry list of old problems, there's been no official announcements on fixes. <sighs> I, this, this, ah. Uh, you know why this blows my mind? Because... How, how do you get it wrong where you've fixed a heap of stuff mm. and then it makes its way back in? Like, what, what is happening along the way in your process mm. of designing and developing your next update where you have put in the bin a heap of stuff that you know shouldn't be in the game and then it finds its way back in? I got on. Are they testing these things before they roll out the bug? I don't or know. Is, or are they actually um, sort of live testing, rolling out, oh God, it's brought back, you know. I think they, I get a feeling that sometimes, I get a feeling that they're live testing. Yeah. Like that, that they're going, you know. That bit of a suck it and see type. There's a, well, there's a bit of a, it, it feels like there is a bit of a, 
Well, the community absolutely hates what's going on. So if we get out there with a DLC or an update or a patch as soon as we can with bug fixes, if we look like we're doing something, yeah, then the community will be placated. And that is not the case because we're too savvy now. We know what's yeah. going on. You know, like the, you, you were just talking before about how the internet comes together and talks about things and all that sort of stuff. That is the world we live in now. It you is, can't yeah. get away with that no, stuff. You, you know, if you get it wrong, we will arc up about it. Particularly when it's something you've forked out good money for. Yeah, you know well, I mean? that's the thing, right? Like stuff like Fortnite, for example, which is, you know, by rights a free game. I know there's the, you know, the battle passes and all sort of stuff, but, uh -huh. but you can play that game for free. So I think there's a tolerance around, oh, it's a patch time. And I've been, I've been in a situation where I've got to load it up and it's completely down. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, they generally, for people in Perth, Western Australia, they generally pick our peak time of night yeah. to roll out the updates because the Eastern States have gone to bed. Um, the US are just waking up and the, and the, and Northern we're Hemisphere, stuck in the we're middle. Stuck in, yeah. Cool. So that happens a lot. Right. So I get that, but I think there's a, a, an understanding when it's a game you've paid 70, 80, 90 bucks for. Try higher. Well, a lot of people bought well, yeah, the Tricentennial true. Edition true, yeah, and paid true. past $100 yeah. for it. So you expect... Um, no, I want a game that works. Like that's... You know what? But again, I, is this the, just the era we live in now, Pete? You know, are we... Are they rolling them out too quick to try and keep up with everybody else? Maybe. And maybe there's no... Um, I've got to say, actually, though... Uh, I feel like every week... And I'll bring this up this later. This happens. Yeah, well, that's right. I've got to say with Red Dead Redemption 2, I haven't really, I can't remember being hit with a, that dreaded, this game needs an update. Mm. So, the, so maybe they've got that one right. I don't know. Mate, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. um, they did, but they had a lot of issues delaying it. Yeah. You know, that game was probably two years past what it should have been when it came to release date in terms of what they promised. So yep. maybe again, it's that whole chicken and egg type thing. Do, do you want the game? at a 95% completion with a couple of patches that can stuff you around a bit? Or do you want to, want to wait a year and a half and get it at 100% and be... I want to wait a year and a half and get it at 100%. Yeah, I think so. I do too. I do. I don't, I don't want... I, you know what? I don't have to be the first one to play Fallout 76. I, I don't. You like, know, and I, it's, I, it's, I don't have to be the first one. I, I, but I want to be the one who gets to play a complete game. I just had, um, in a parallel universe, I had a very similar experience when I was, because as you know, I used to play in a band and I recorded an album. I made the biggest mistake I ever made in terms of my music career is that I got a rough copy. I've been recording the thing for about a year and a half, just me and the producer. And a year and a half later, we did a really rough mix. Now, if anyone who knows music, mixing's half the battle. Mm. You've got to, got to make, you know, you get a, a drum, bass, two guitars, a lead vocal, a backing vo two backing vocals, maybe some keyboards. Yeah, You're yeah. going to make them sound like you can hear everything. Yeah. And it sounds like it's a pretty simple job, but it's bloody hard, right? And they pay, there's a couple of guys that paid lots of good money because they've got good ears to mix mm. all the big albums, right? But anyway, I got this thing, I got a rough mix a year and a half out of doing it and I played it to everyone I knew. And the problem was I'd played them a 95% completed game. Yeah, yep, so yep. I went, oh, that's fantastic. <clears throat> so when I actually had it done properly and got it properly mixed, everyone was like, oh, yeah, I've, I've heard it before. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it, it's like, no, you haven't actually I, heard it I, I before. It would You've have been heard, much you know. better backing off mm. and, and, and this comes down to the games. I think you are better off backing off and going, you know, guys, it's not ready. And by that time, everybody's talked about it. They've had time to talk about it. There's, you know, particularly in a community that's built around things like Reddit 
you know, on oh. 4chan and, and, and where they talk. Yeah. And, you know, like there, there's been enough time for a groundswell of we aren't happy. Yeah. There's a reason they call Reddit the front page of the internet because that's where the real influences are. Absolutely. You know, in, in the internet world. Definitely. Well, it's it's um, influencing in numbers. Correct. Know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, it's... it's have they, have uh, they fixed the patch yet or is it still... Uh, like the, the, the patch that brought back the errors, have they done another patch? No, no, now? they haven't. Not yet. No, no, no. And they still haven't announced anything about whether or not they're going to. See, that's bad. They should at least... Acknowledge the fact. Uh, come out, say, we cooked it. In anything. Yep. It's not just gaming. In anything in life, if you're a corporation, you've got to be transparent. But you know those. what? If they, if they come out and say, we've cooked it, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's the sort of thing where do you just keep your... As a company, do you keep your trap shut Right, and don't say anything, and just let the community have a bitch and a whinge, right? And then just continue to release your patches and updates with bug fixes and try yeah. to fix the problem. Or, or do you come out and go, "We cooked it," right? No shit, Sherlock. But that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens if Bethesda comes out and go, "We we fucked this up, guys. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we we cooked it. Yeah. Right, we're gonna fix it. We cooked it. Right." With their track record with this game. All that's going to happen is they're going to get a raft of responses to their tweet of people tearing them a new asshole. Yeah, yeah. That's all that's going to happen. You're not actually going to see one person in that Twitter thread go, oh, that's okay, Bethesda, no worries. Thanks for letting me know. You're not. Do you reckon, uh, uh, again, this is, this is beyond gaming, this is any corporation, but I reckon sometimes in, in the right industries, you need almost like a stand-up comedian as your... Social media representative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you can take the piss out of yourself, I think people are a lot less... Um, I mean, they'll still have a go. Well, you know who did it? Did, did a real, like an absolute banger? And not that this was actually running that line, but it was it was a moment where I reckon they won a lot of fans that they didn't already have. When Netflix earlier this week yeah. posted on their Facebook page, yeah. fuck, it's hot. Oh, yeah. yeah. With a full stop. Yes. And that's it. Like that's, that, is that is the first all they time posted, that, and that's it. That is the first time I've seen any kind of corporation number one swear, mm. um, and and say it so it was so succinct, but so on point. It just it just it, it there was connected, something about it, it just worked. It yeah, res, it, did, it yeah, really yeah. did resonate. It yeah. absolutely resonated. And it's you know um, it, having known a bit about social media, it's it's almost social media suicide to come out as a corporation and speak corporate speak when you when you when you're admitting to a failure, mm. which is why I'm talking about stand up comedian thing. If Bethesda got a, you know, I don't know, someone even a, even a even a, a a writer for Jimmy Kimmel or or, or Jimmy Fallon or one of those dudes, you know, like or, J, or James Corden, some guys, you know, genuinely funny people and genuinely funny writers, but are unknowns to yeah, come and yeah. be their their spokesperson for that kind of stuff. Yep. I think people just want acknowledgement that they, they stuffed it up. Yeah. But then they want, I think they don't mind if it's, especially the gaming community, don't mind if you take a bit of the piss about it too. You yeah, know? Like, absolutely. Like yeah. Imagine shooting a video and it's the head of Bethesda, but it's not really him. It's an actor with a cat, like a Dr. Evil cat sitting by a fire, drinking a whiskey, you know, like it's like it's an evil corporation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and maybe making it that. Well, I mean, even Mike Myers to be Dr. Evil. Yeah. Give him a hundred grand to, yeah. to play, you know, You'll, you'll notice that we put a patch out, <laughs> you know, that'd be funny. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's taken it from being, I mean, gaming companies, again, are you listening? This is gold. This is gold. You know, you, you're, <sighs> you're getting, you're turning a negative and, um, I you're think, addressing, you're addressing the, you're addressing the what's happened, the, room. Yep, the elephant yep. in the room, yep. but you're doing it in a way that's entertaining. 
and you win back some fans there. Yes, you do win back and, some and fans. And I think you get. I think you what you do is buy a bit of time with your audience mm. and a, and a bit of their patience for what obviously has to be another fix, right? Yep. So yeah, I hear you, man. Yep. Um. Hey, listen, we're gonna we're gonna because we've got to uh we've got to call Chriso, but he's not available for another thirteen minutes. Um, so what we're going to do is here, we'll put a break in, right? Yeah, all right. Um, and we will go to Ryan Lappin. Oh, yes. From Cheese TV. Okay. So, so what you're telling me, we've got a top bit of news, number two of. Yeah, we've done two of the top bit of news. Yeah, now, now we've got Ryan Lappin. Now we've got Ryan Lappin. Who I've never we'll heard of in my life. Right. But apparently it's awesome. Yep. So yep. we'll play Ryan Lappin. <laughs> Um, and then and come then back with number three. We'll come back with oh, number mate, three. Oh, this is the beauty of podcasts. It's the beauty of podcasts. It's, it's anarchy. It's an, it is anarchy. <laughs> it's organized chaos. Yes. All right. So, uh, yeah, Ryan Lappin from Cheese TV, 90s fans. Uh, if you were like me who grew up in that period, oh, my God, just settle in. This is an absolute banger of a chat. Take a listen. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. How are acoustics in this hotel room? Uh, the acoustics are just rad. <laughs> oh my god, that was even so, better that was, now. That was so nineties. I'm so sorry, Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> How are you? I, mate, I am uh, really, really good. I uh, can't thank you enough for, particularly at this short notice, taking my phone call. Thank you. Hey, that's fine, dude. No worries. And um, this is a, uh, it's kind of a, a personal note for me because um, I am literally the generation that grew up watching you guys every single morning on the television. So this is a real dream come true. <laughs> well, uh, cool. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. How is one supposed to react to that? <laughs> I, don't think you can, I don't think you can. It's Because I, you know, like hosting the show that I do on Mix, and, and this is the, the number one radio station in Perth, you know. So when we meet people um, who are dead set diehard listeners, it's funny because they say those things to us and we're this, we don't know how to react. Um, yeah, but it's, you know, like, uh, we're, we're all human beings and I guess, um, we have these moments as well. And this is mine. Like it's gold. Yeah. Well, I would have it with someone that I've kind of grown up with or have admired or whatever, you know, like you tend to, you t- tend to see them differently. You tend to see them somehow as more than human somehow. Like I remember going on uh, the supernova tour and meeting like Joffrey from Game of Thrones. Oh, and, uh, yes. You know, and he was a lovely guy. And I know he's just a normal guy, a, re- a really cool guy, but he can't help but have that bit of kind of, wow, you know, like it's it's all just an illusion in the end, really, isn't it? I think it's because they, like, and you guys played host, so it's a different level of it, but you brought, um, I, I don't know, as a kid watching you guys, you were a part of my life. You were there every single morning when I was having breakfast, when I was getting ready for school. You brought me all of my favorite cartoons that I still watch to this very day. Every now and again, I pull them out and I still yeah. follow the series. And I suppose for you meeting someone like Joffrey, it's it's on another level where, you know, they play this incredible character on one of the most popular TV shows in the world. And, you know, if you if you really get into it and you're a genuine fan, it, I think it's only natural to put them up on a pedestal or a different place or, or feel a little bit, oh, my God, I'm meeting this guy. You know what I mean? True. But I do that with anyone that's on TV anyway, myself. Dead set. Strange. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If I... Uh, if I've seen them on TV and then I see them in real life, there is a little bit of that kind of 
Oh, hey, how are you? I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just always been there. They could even be just like a guy who hosts an infomercial ad or something like that. And I still get that kind of feeling from him. It's, it's strange. Jeez, it's you'd strange. lose your mind if that bloke asked you for a free set of steak knives. Yeah. Do you know what? That's the guy who I got nervous around. Tim nah. Shaw. I don't know if you remember him. Yeah, I remember Tim Shaw. Tim Shaw. I wonder how the hell he's doing now. I wonder what he is selling now. What is he peddling? I don't know. Like mega <laughs> memory or something. I don't know. It's July 1995 on a rainy morning here in Perth. I'm getting up, getting ready for another big day in year five at St. Joe's in Queens Park when I turn on the telly and this hits me. Countdown to what now feels like kids burst through a door on the set. Jaden Ryan and proceed for the next few years to help me get through puberty. Uh, Ryan Lappin joins me on the rush hour right now. Mate, this is a dream come true for me. I've got to be honest with you. Well, the thing is, I was going through puberty at the same time. Okay, <laughs> So when you were watching me, I was also going through puberty. It was a fantastic job. We just happened to get it when we were really, really young and didn't quite know what we were doing. But it came across very naturally like that, I guess. And it kind of made people feel, I don't know, maybe just a little bit more connected to us because, you know, it kind of felt like the rooster was in charge of the hen house or whatever that saying is, you know? Well, it felt a little bit loose. and it, But I, I got to admit, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Like, I, I felt like you guys were a couple of kids just like me. But, oh, my God, how cool is it that you guys get to host a TV show and do all of this awesome stuff? Yeah, well, we hoped that it would come across like that because um, it was pre-recorded. I'm sorry to tell everyone this. I mean, we oh. usually try and keep it an official secret, right? But it, Next, it, you're going to tell me wrestling's right? fake. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, right. But, um, you know, I mean, just, just, you could have that kind of energy at that time in the morning. I certainly don't. So we used to pre-record the show. And, um, look, we just had a hell of a lot of fun doing it. But when you pre-record it, you don't get any instant feedback. You know, it kind of it, it airs later on. So you can only assume that people are kind of liking what you're doing. And, and because our segments were so short, we really didn't think that anything much of it. You know, we thought, yeah, we do the little bits in between the cartoons, but we never thought that we would be really attached to Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon and all that sort of stuff so, yeah, so intimately for this long. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, well, you yeah. brought the thing is, you introduce. I I credit you guys with really kickstarting pop culture as we know it. Um, for you know, in this country and our love for things like Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon, and I still remember watching things like Samurai Pizza Cats and Sailor yeah. Moon, and even Techno Man was one of my all-time favorites. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. But you guys yeah. were the ones who brought these iconic '90s cartoons to us in the living room. And it was by total accident that we happened to be there because, I mean, like I, I used to watch Agro's Cartoon Connection when I was a kid, and, you know, I thought that that was great. Me too. And they had some pretty good cartoons on there, man. They had, like, He-Man and all that sort of stuff. And here's something that I want to say about a lot of these cartoons, by the way, for kids. Do you notice that there's a whole, there's the element of change? Like with He-Man, for instance, you know, Prince Adam transforms into He-Man, and 
I wonder if there's something about that that is sort of related to kids going through puberty or becoming men, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, or, I know what you mean. Or little girls becoming women, you know? I yep. wonder if that's why there's that appeal to that transformation type of thing in cartoons for kids. But, um, but I used to watch all of that stuff on Agros, and we just happened to have these fantastic cartoons that came along at just the right time, and we're kind of connected to it. So we're, we're very, very lucky. Now, I, one of, like it was, uh, I was in high school, um, and I think it wasn't too long after, let's see, Levers 2002 at St. Nobby's, um, and it wasn't too long after you guys sort of disappeared from our televisions. Um, and at that stage, I was still getting up to watch Cheese TV. It was part of my morning ritual all those years on. Sure. Um, and now, all of a sudden, you guys are back. Like, I I run a, a gaming podcast um, called Game on Australia. We're, we're right across the country. Um, we're on the Triple M Network. We're on Qantas and Jetstar. Um, you know, we host a Twitch right. channel, all that sort of stuff. And we were following the news when it broke that you guys were coming back, but you were coming back as a Twitch TV show. Yeah. And we saw the Facebook group, we joined it, like, in between the time that you guys signed off on Cheese TV and the time that you decided to come back and launch this Twitch channel, um, yeah. what were you guys doing? Where'd you go? Well, look, we'd been working together for a long time. Like, I was 14 and Jade was 17, and we'd been working with each other for a long time. Now, Jade and I are like brothers, right? Yeah. But brothers can also get on each other's nerves, right? Because we're, even though we've got a hell of a lot in common, we're also very different people. Yep. So we just kind of needed a break from all of it because that's all we'd known since we were like 14. It was, it was an interesting upbringing. It was very different. So uh, I went overseas for a little bit. Jade went on to the Disney Channel and did something there for a little while. And then we, we kind of we got back and, uh, and just sort of stayed friends. And creatively, we wanted to do different things. You know, like I'm a musician and... And I really like teaching music and I like performing music and I like writing music. And I'm actually, with any luck, going to release something one day, hopefully this year. Awesome. And, um, and Jade is really into doing his Twitch stuff, right? Yeah. So, and like I've, but I've also written some scripts. I thought that Jade and I would be good in like a little sitcom or something. There's not enough of that in Australia. Well, you guys used to do a lot. Of, I remember watching, um, like you used to do all sorts of parodies of Rove and gardening. And I, I sure. still remember you in your bucket hat with your gloves on. Yeah, well, that was Kundal, yeah. Um, we <laughs> turned right. him, he hated it too, because he was based on an actual guy, Peter Kundal, yeah. in Australia, and he hated it, apparently. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, it, like, but I, it was all in good fun. The whole thing really was all in good fun. Yep. Um, we did Steve Irwin as well. I remember I used to do Steve Irwin a lot, and I actually met him at one point, because we were about to see his movie, and yeah. uh, I went up to him and said, hey, how you doing, Steve? Uh, we're we're interviewing you tomorrow, and he goes, "Oh, go easy on me, mate." And and I I I felt so uh, kind of like, "Oh, dude, man, I love you to bits. I think I think you're absolutely fantastic." So you know, like it, it, it was never anything mean spirited about anything that we did. It was all just a boys' club there, just mm. having fun and filming it. You know, it never came across that way as well. I'll have you know, it it was always good cool. fun just to watch it. Um, I do remember seeing um i do remember seeing i don't know if you'll like me for saying this out loud jade on a mccain chips ad 
at oh, some really? point. Oh, really? I don't remember that one. Yeah, there was a McCain chips ad that went around. He was one of the kids in the family, or, or he might have been a little bit older. Ask him about that. It surprises me that you've never seen that one, but I swear to God, I watched that ad pop up on the telly and go, oh, that's Jade from Cheese TV. He's done a few. Look, we've done, uh, he, he especially has done a lot of ads. You know, he's done a lot of them. He's done, a, he's done all sorts of different ads. So I'm not surprised if he pops up, he pops up a lot. Um, he's just got one of those faces, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, have you guys, did it surprise you guys at the um, at how quickly you took off or how quickly people jumped on board the hype train when you came back and said, we're launching a Twitch channel, we're bringing back Cheese TV? Sure, well, yeah, yeah. Um... This, the hype really, really took us by surprise, absolutely, because Jade and I actually do not see ourselves as everyone else sees us. You know, we yeah. kind of almost feel like two friends that got mixed up in something. So to, so to us, the way we handle it, it's all a bit of an in-joke. You know, yeah, that's how yeah. we handle it. Like, hey, no, yeah, no worries, you know, whoa, hey, you know. So we've bonded a hell of a lot through that experience. So, so when it all kicked off again... I think it was just an opportunity to go out there and, you know, do what we do. So we tried doing the Twitch channel and, and doing the Twitch show was never supposed to be a way of getting Cheese TV back because I think that's impossible. There was a lot of elements to Cheese TV other than Jade and I that made Cheese TV what it was, mm. which we couldn't possibly do with the Twitch channel. But, but people were saying, you should do Twitch, you should do Twitch. So we did it and we thought, look, we'll just call it Cheese Live. And so we did that for a while, and we had a hell of a lot of fun doing that. And, um, you know, we're going to come back and start doing that soon. We're just sort of on a little bit of a hiatus at the moment. Unreal. Well, I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing it when it comes back. This is going to be great. Um, really quickly, mm-hmm. uh, far out, I could talk to you all bloody day. There's so much I want to touch on, but um, I don't have enough time, unfortunately. The You're in town for Soapop tonight, uh, bringing yep. back all of these amazing 90s bands. Just quickly take us through the lineup and the show that people can look forward to tonight. Sure. Well, Soapop is basically a big 90s event where a lot of bands that really, really made it big in the 90s, like Aqua, Venga Boys, you know, all of these people that did really, really well then, you know, the good kind of music that came out then, yep. are all going to be there at Soapop tonight uh, from about 4.30 p.m. onwards, I think the doors open. And Jade and I are just sort of doing the in-between bits just like we did on Cheese TV, so we're going to be hosting it and trying to keep the whole thing together. And there's about nine bands that are coming on and doing it. So it's going to be a really, really fantastic event. So if anyone wants to come down, you're most welcome. Unreal. I mean, some of these bands, uh, as you mentioned, Aqua, uh, the Venga Boys, Blue, Bewitched, Lou Bega, Mr. President, Coco Jumbo. Oh, my God. I still have the CD single. I kid you not. No way. Uh, dead set. And I love what you guys have done with the website as well. If you go to soapopconcert.com, um, it looks like something straight out of... It 1995. Does. It's I've gold. Seen it. Yeah, there's this nice. It's 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 got character. Yeah, it does. And it, you can play solitaire on there too. Solitaire. Yeah, it's not too bad. And you know, I kind of fancy things that are sort of nostalgic. I think everyone does. I think there's a certain charm to it. I uh, you know, with old cars and old sort of uh, pictures and murals and stuff like that. I love that. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, well, look, mate, have a great time in Perth. It is an absolute. Uh, like I said, a. a a dream come true to be chatting to one of the blokes who, you know, I credit with um, getting me through puberty. 
uh, and so many other things brought me so many loves uh, that I still have to this very day and a lot of the cartoons that I watched. Ryan Lappin, uh, one of the hosts of Cheese TV. You can find them on Twitch now as well. In town for Soap Pop tonight. Give my best to Jay. Tell him I said thanks for a great childhood as well. And, I, mate, I hope to speak to you guys again. It would be great. That sounds fantastic. Thank you very much. Ryan Lappin, Cheese TV. Well, I mean, like I said, mm. uh, I was when you were watching him in short pants, I was probably out there in short pants at Arcadia Nightclub well, trying to meet women and not What was in. your equivalent? When I actually, because the reason why I... I um, so Cheese TV was happened, like a... Right? Here's what happened. Yeah. It, like I, cause this I, is a good question. We've heard... Uh, we've heard um, I've mentioned before that I do the Rush Hour Drive Show here on Mix 4.5. In Perth, right? Yeah. And the reason why I chased him was because Soap Pop, this 90s era um, collection of bands like Aqua and Lou Bega and Blue and Eiffel 65, they were in Perth last night. Right. Right. And I was like, oh, I've got to get somebody on to talk about some 90s stuff. This is a great oh, opportunity yeah. to capture that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I, I don't know why, but I just thought, oh, how cool would it be to get one of the Cheese TV guys on? I shot their Facebook thing, a uh, uh, thing, and um, on their Facebook, <laughs> I shot their Facebook thing. Respond to the thing on their on their Facebook page. It had a picture of them, a selfie. They just arrived at Perth Airport, yeah, because they're actually hosting the gig. Okay, right. So anyway, um, right. Uh, so got him on, and we had the chat and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I had a woman call me and go, "Hey, I just heard you chat with Ryan Lappin." And I was like, oh, yeah, did it take you back? She goes, well, it didn't take me back to the 90s, but it took me back to my equivalent of the, like in the 70s, yeah. right? Because we have an older demographic which was? station, which was the Banana Splits. Oh. You ever heard of it? So, yeah, a little so, bit too uh, young I'm, for you. Yes. Definitely way oh, too young God, for me. Something's too young <laughs> for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, what was your equivalent? What was your breakfast TV show for kids? We had aggro. Well, I had aggro as well. DJ, I was yeah. in that generation that moved from aggro to cheese TV. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So aggro. Um, Sophie Lee from the Bugs Bunny show. Okay. So she was that before aggro. Around the same time, I'm talking probably late eighties. So you would have been two or three. Now she used to at the time Warner Brothers cartoons had a real re renaissance, like mm. um, a lot of these things that were, that were twenty, thirty years old were all of a sudden back, you know, I, I was taping them all. That's how, cause they, I found them really, I still find Warner Brothers stuff really funny. Yeah. I, and funny enough, my kids now who I've got a, a bit of a hard drive full of some of the cartoons. They yeah. love them. Well, right? I think that particular type of cartoon is timeless. It, it is right. Yeah. It, it's correct. And, um, someone somewhere, this is the eighties too. Remember they thought let's get a, a hot girl to introduce the cartoons. Oh man. Anne Marie from, uh, yeah, uh Agro. Agro's cartoon connection. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Hello. And I was, um, so I would have been 15, 14 mm. when they got this girl, Sophie Lee, who's I've just worked out was, uh, she was born in 1968. So she would have been 20, 21 at the time, mm -hmm. like a mo ex model, beautiful. And, and as a 14 year old kid, bloke mm. guy, you're like, oh, you know, heterosexual man. Um, I was like, woo, you know, I'm, I was like Warner brothers again. Yeah, and, you're and just hitting puberty. Like well, that's, you, that's yeah, what you, you do, right? You know, you're into it. You're starting to discover that stuff about yourself. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's was probably our equivalent for me, but not, I don't think it had the same impact because I think it was afternoon from memory where cheese TV was morning, right? 
Chase TV was morning. Yeah, so. yeah, it was. So Chase TV would come on at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, um, we we yeah. actually had a local thing here in in the eighties, um, Fat Cat and Friends or something. I was oh yeah, know, I with, do. Um, yeah, yeah. Keith Geary and Keith McDonald and Fat Cat and yeah, um, yeah. So that's probably what we had. But yeah. I think no, nothing really touched us culturally the way it did Cheese TV because I know that was a big nineties thing. Well, I've heard I've heard of Cheese TV as you heard in that chat. Cheese TV for me launched. As far as I'm concerned, our love for Japanese anime and yeah. pop culture, and yeah. all of a sudden we were open to all of these slightly more mature themed cartoons that we'd never heard of, like before. manga and was that yeah, like, no, 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 well, like they no, because they used to do things like um uh, like Techno Man was even furthermore a step more yeah, mature right. than Dragon Ball Z was, yeah. like Dragon Ball Z. Hit some mature themes, but you know it was. It, whereas Techno Man was a little bit more hardcore, even beyond Dragon Ball Z was. Yep, so yep. you know there were there were a lot of the, I don't know this 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 made you watching this TV show made you feel a little bit older. You know what I mean? It almost took you. It you felt like it. You felt like it took you seriously as a kid. Yeah. If that well, makes I, sense. Well, I should probably argue that's what that Bugs Bunny show did too. Yeah, because yeah, they yeah. they you know they they're taking kids cartoons. So probably cartoons that were designed for sort of seven to 14 year olds yep. and got a much older, quite attractive woman mm. to host them. And that drew, you know, probably the horny teenage kids in to, mm -hmm. to look at her, but then also kids like me that probably was attracted to her, but also loved those cartoons yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and gave them longevity. Yep. So, which is, yeah, quite, yeah. Cool. Um, okay. Great chat. <laughs> Shall we come back to the top three things that gamers need to hear this week? We should because we, we should. can we can we can rant for a little bit before we uh, talk to uh, the historian. Yeah. So look, the reason why we're calling the historian is because um, Anthem came out over the weekend as a the, as a demo. Yeah. VIP demo. Yep. Um, you could either you like if you had Origin, which is uh, EA's sort of online access platform, like you know their own version of Steam or whatever. Mm. Um. If you've got the mega subscription on that, then you could actually trial it. And uh, I think PlayStation, we released a tweet on our Facebook page earlier this week that PlayStation is doing theirs again this weekend. Yep. Um, so there's some other bits and pieces, but um, the historian had a bash, saw a lot of, saw a lot of, uh, um, saw a lot of people going, this, this is really clunky. It's a pain in the ass. It's hard to get on. Servers are packed. Servers aren't working. A lot of issues, you know, where you think to yourself, the way that they actually sold this VIP demo, you'd be a little bit peeved because there'd Nifty. be a lot of people out there yeah. who would have probably purchased, um, like the 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 top end, the top tier subscription on Origin, for that, so reason. they could play yeah. the early access demo yep. of, um, of Anthem. Mm. Now, if you're selling, you know, you can play the early access demo of Anthem by purchasing this origin subscription, you better damn well make sure that people are allowed to and can actually get on there and play a, an early access demo. And to me, I don't know, early access demo is almost an excuse for, well, it's buggy, sorry guys, but it is an early access demo. You know what I mean? Like you're, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's almost an excuse. I think all the more reason to make it free. As soon as you add, add, add transaction in there, that's what, that's what creates that. Yeah. Well, you know. the thing is, if you're going to, if you're going to charge people for something, yeah, you got to give them something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I saw, uh, you know, I I saw not just um, the historian, but a few people uh, 
posted on socials about their experience and I saw about 95%, oh my God, it's clunky, it's horrible. But then I saw 5% of people going, oh, when it works, it's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And I can't remember being this excited about a game mm. in a long time. It's been a little while. And, um, yeah. well, Red, I, I know it hasn't been that long. I mean, I, Red Dead Redemption yeah, 2. Yeah. I mean, I was excited. But it's a different, it's a different it's, kind of I think because it's yeah, new and yeah. it's, um, I think if it works, it's going to be truly a groundbreaker again when it comes to the way we play games because that whole 360 type exploration. Mm. I mean, just some of the stuff I did see when it was working from the weekend was like, amazing, oh my God. right? Really amazing. Sha Looks beautiful. Wing! Uh, historian's ready. Let's give him a call. All right. He's probably running out to get away from his dad. Probably. Yeah, right, dad. Yeah. I'll be two minutes. Hello. Hello. Is this the historian? It is the historian. The historian. Oh. Historian. Um, how's, uh, how's your dad? Brilliant. Right. Brilliant. <laughs> Love you, dad. Yep. But I remember when I used to work in the family business and, oh, uh, yeah, me yeah, too, yeah. dad was on the warpath. Yeah, oh my yes. God. Look out. Yeah. Hey, um, historian, we know that you played Anthem over the weekend and we wanted to get your thoughts on it. Um, yep. from all manner of everything, you know, the things that we've seen and heard, um, when it was working, was it amazing? Was it buggy? Are there things to like? Are there things to hate? When it was working, why was it not working? Over to you, mate. All right. Yeah, so um, I didn't get on when it first opened, um, and that was where a lot of issues occurred because the whole world's trying to jump on. Mm. Uh, and so there was a lot of outcry about the service stability and things like that. Uh, yeah. I jumped on probably mid-arvo Saturday on Saturday afternoon, and it was, it was, it was buggy for me, but that's a reflection of my system specs because my, my PC is starting to get dated now and games like Anthem and these are starting to push my specifications so yeah. that I need to upgrade pretty soon. Mm -hmm. yep. um, I've talked to the boss about the budget on that one. <laughs> but, uh, Is this dad or the missus? <laughs> no, no, the missus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, once I was in uh, and, and obviously walked around Tarsus and I was blown away by just how cool Tarsus looks like. Tarsus is like the, the central hub where you have, uh, you have some quests there, you have uh, the foundry where you can upgrade and, and specify your, your javelin. So Destiny players would know it as the tower sort yes. of thing. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it just, like I spent time just looking up, you know, like yeah. you've got to go to the quest and stuff, but just looking around at the scenery. Yeah, yeah. That place just looks amazing, especially at night time. It's just very well like, detailed. Yeah, very, very much so. It's um, classical Bioware. They do a very good job of the visuals and story, which I'll get to shortly. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it just looked amazing. Um, but, obviously, I felt some tearing at that point. Uh, but I just persisted with the maximum settings anyway uh, until I jumped into the game. And that's yep. where I really started to feel uh, the pinch of my system, yep. uh, in, in heavy firefights especially. Uh, but with flying, uh, I found... It, it's it's very touchy controls. A lot of people have talked about the controls of flying and how it needs to be adjusted and and their sensitivity change, that kind of thing. But uh, with my system, I was you know flying across and then I'd go to turn left and my system would would freeze and yeah. I'd just smash into a wall kind of uh, thing. Okay, uh, yeah, right. But again, so you're attributing that to your system not being able yeah, to keep up. That's correct because I changed it to low settings and mm. it still looks amazing. Um, you could almost like I almost couldn't see a difference between low and high. To be honest, yeah, right. But uh, it just ran perfectly from my system on yep, load. Yep, yep. So once I was in uh, into a battle, it automatically match makes you with four, with three other players to form a group of four. 
So instead of sitting into a lobby and saying, look, look into the group, I want, you know, I want this character, this character, just put you into the lobby and then three other players from around the world join you. And was it was it any three other players, where, you know, in regards to the... Because there's four different javelin styles that you yep. can pick from. Were you Was it matchmaking you with three other players where you were the final piece of the puzzle and everybody had a different javelin or did it not matter? Not initially because you start... This, this was a demo about level from level 10 to level 15. Mm-hmm. So with my first game, we were all level 10. And we're all and the 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 demo only put you into a ranger class. Yeah, right. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, you, yep. you had no choice of what your starting range uh, starting javelin was, except for ranger. Yeah, so everyone was a ranger, but it didn't matter. Like, there's no there's no like you have to have a healer, you have to have a tank. There's none of that at this point of the this point of the demo. Yeah, and I don't see it being a necessity later, but I haven't seen any in-game stuff, so can't really comment on that. But four of us jumped in. Um, Four of us were all rangers, and we took on the content quite quite easily. It is challenging when I say that. Okay, uh, challenging for when you say challenging though, challenging as in um, strategically challenging, or challenging in, in as in like there's you know the whoever you were fighting had a hell of a lot of hit points that you had to yeah. go out there like they were a massive bullet sponge sort of thing. Yep, the first mission is quite simple. Uh, there's, a, there's a there's a few steps to it, so it was a, quite a a cool story mission to get through. Uh, but in terms of gameplay, um, it was quite, I guess, let's say, I'll, I'll say this, it was simple, but when you got to a fight and you threw yourself in the middle of the whole pack, you, you're obviously getting shot a lot. Yeah. So you, oh, can't just, you can't just tank and spank and go in and just take it, take all the hits. Yeah, gotta, yeah. Oh, that's me yeah. out there. <laughs> <laughs> Leroy uh, Jenkins! Exactly, yeah. exactly. You just got to, um, yeah, place yourself strategically. Um, flying, again, is... is, is pretty cool here as well because you can um you know once you've cleared this area everyone jump everyone sees the waypoint change everyone jumps in the air and hits the flying mode and we all fly like iron oh. man to the next point and oh. that's really cool mate yes. it's just and is it the way that the flying part intrigues me because i've been thinking about how it would come together because i haven't had a chance to have a, a bash of it um yep. in fact it's quite embarrassing uh because <laughs> i i um, had an opportunity to do so and then thought to myself not a problem i'll just get on on sunday when i've got time up my sleeve oh, yeah kids Rookie were mistake, kids were asleep mate. for a nap yeah. uh, it turns out the 28th no it, like it wasn't available so <laughs> oh, i got on there i was like yes you beauty kids are asleep this is great i've got nothing else to do let's do this jump on sorry servers aren't available the demo's <laughs> shut down what a dickhead yeah. um so the okay so is it um the mouse uh, cursor on the screen is how you sort of fly yourself around, you know, yep. like you point to where you want to go, and then W is how you go forward, S is how you go back, and you strafe left and right with your yep. other keys? Yeah, so when you hit flight mode, I think it was, for me, the default shift. So you jump in the air, press shift, and it boosts you into flight mode. Oh, that just sounds smooth. It sounds it cool. Yeah. It, it, um, you have a, it's like an autopilot speed. Like, you're in control of the pitch and your character if you like mm. but it goes at a standard speed then you can hold down w and you'll you'll go forward faster yeah gotcha and right. pulls you back a little bit yep okay yep. um i think you press c or control and with the range of javelin it hovers you in the air for a bit yep and you've got a heat meter as you're flying and as you're hovering and obviously when it gets to overheating the flight mode disengages yeah, right, okay. Now, is that standard for every different part of the flight mode that you have or just when you're hovering? No, when you're flying, you have um, a heat meter as well. 
and if you do a low fly over some water, the spray will cool your engine down. Oh, oh. Man, that so, is so cool. Yes. Yeah, that is one, wow. one cool aspect. If you see water below you and you see your heat rising, just dip down, scoop, you know, uh, I don't know what the word is, but fly past the water. Jeez, it just go back to where you're going. It just sets another level of strategy yeah, when it, it comes to you know what will eventually be raid bosses and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. If you're battling one around water or yeah, yeah. Right, that right. is that is cool. That That's is epic. really really That's cool. Epic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, amongst all that cool fun, there was issues. So we did have a thing called a, a loading bug. So when you when you first load into the game and get to Tarsus, there's a loading screen. Mm. Uh, a lot of people are hung up on that. So it gets to 95% and then just sits there. Uh, there's no there's no error message. There's no crash. You just sat there for a while. So yuck. Yeah. A lot of people were sitting there going, this is crap, you know, 40-minute waiting period. And, yeah. Um, you know, what, but what, watching the forums, watching Twitter, et cetera, the dev- developers were really proactive in getting on and saying, you know, we identified this bug. Here's a possible workaround. And, we're working on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, hats off to Bioware and EA about the communication. Yeah. Well, look, part. I'm I'm confident about this because Bioware are the ones who are heading it up. Yeah. You know, that's right. like they've always been really good in terms of their communication, but they've always been really good in terms of putting a game together as well. Yes. Yeah. And uh, that's evident when you're walking through Tarsus. Like, um, they didn't put run mode on in Tarsus, so when you're walking through, it's it's quite laborious and slow. Yep. But again, I was able to look around uh, and look at the scenery, but also. Just talk, just looking at the NPCs that were around and just listening to the, the music just before you get to your javelin, um, listening to NPCs have conversations and kind of gives you a bit of a back, an insight into the backstory as well. You know, like, um, yeah. like uh, by the way, uh, just a quick update, um, they've fixed that in terms of not being able to run. You can now run. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But, um, or, or at least when, you know, the next either demo or full version comes out, you're going to be yeah. able to run in Tarsus. But the in terms of the, like, getting in and out of your javelin, once yep. you're out into the world, is it like, you know, Titanfall and... Titanfall 2 where you can sporadically get in and out of your mech or, or you, you once you're in your javelin and you're out in the world that's it, you're stuck in it uh, I didn't play too much of the free play section so when you start the game and you're in Tarsus and you're walking around getting your quests in that particular hub, then you've got to walk to your javelin and then initiate jumping in and then you're in Yep. then it loads to the map screen which has the mission you're doing a stronghold or what's called free play Yep. yep. No, I didn't. I didn't try free play, but it's from what I read. It sounds like you can just fly around the world, uh, just you know, collecting resources and 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 hitting monsters. I don't. I don't know the XP. You know whether it's whether it's better to do free play versus story missions. Yep. Yeah. I didn't have a chance to test that, so I'll test that this weekend in the open beta. Um, yep. But yeah, and, and so so therefore I can't answer your question truly. Because I don't know if you're in free play mode, if you can land, jump out, and walk around. I don't know that bit yet. That's all right. I guess we'll find out. Mm. Um, so open beta is this weekend, and uh, mate, we'll see you on there. It's going to be bloody Definitely. wicked. Yeah, can't wait. Awesome. The historian, what a pleasure, Dan. Go on. How old are you, Chris? We had a. Oh uh, yeah, we, we had a thing. We, we were a... trying to figure out how old you yeah. were. Yeah. I am 37. Oh, in between oh, you and I. Damn. Closer <laughs> to you though. Didn't you say 36? I said 38. Did no, you? I think I did. Close. I think you said 36. Maybe you said 38. Yeah. I, I think I said 39. Yeah. So I win. Um, hey, by the way, uh, team meeting tonight, mate. Looking forward to seeing you. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a nice big one. The whole team's getting together to look at 2019. And what pizza do you want? 
Oh, I can't get past the barbecue meat lovers. Barbecue oh. meat lovers. Okay. We'll yep. rock and roll the barbecue Tip. meat lovers. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All right, dude. Uh, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. Say hi to your dad for us. We'll do. Ciao, See, See you, mate. mate. Bye. The historian, mate. He has spoken. He has. The historian well, has spoken. I know we're going to wrap it up, but, yep. I, you know, I'm of the opinion, Pete, that you stay out of those things and you wait till they're done. That's me. But it's good to hear that he hasn't had... He's come away with a positive experience, it sounds to me. He hasn't sat there and gone. There's a lot of haters on the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. But you 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 raise a really good point about whether or not, you know, you you should just not play, yeah. right? And go, like, are you the sort of person who, if a demo is available, right, do you just, nah, no, nah, I'm not going to touch it because I want the full version I want. I want my first experience to be the full version. Yeah. Or are you someone who acknowledges the fact that it will be buggy and there will be issues, but you want to at least have a taste of it? Taste so of I remember it. when you used to buy PlayStation Magazine back in the 90s yeah, and stuff, yeah. you'd yeah. get the demo disc. Yeah, yeah. But right. those demos were always yeah. polished. Like, yeah. You know, like they the were first level or something. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And they yeah. were always really polished. There were never any issues no. with them. Um, so we're part of that generation who had demos back in the day. But they were good demos. It wasn't early access. No. There might be problems. You yep. might experience things. Yep. You know, blah, blah, blah. So um, I think let's bank that. Let's talk about it next week. Oh, man. You know, it's a great chat. I've got a lot to add. Beautiful. <laughs> All right. Shall we wrap it up? We shall wrap let's it up. wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening to the Game on Australia podcast. It's been wonderful having you along. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. iTunes and Android uh, is where you can find us. Podcast1.com.au. What a ripper. See us on socials. Get on our Facebook page. Uh, get on our social media. Instagram and Twitter would be lovely. Let's see you there. And, of course, all of the stories and everything, reviews that we're putting together, the whole lot, you can find live on GameOnOz.com. Have a great weekend in gaming. And as we always say, Dan, don't forget to save.